I haven't preached in a while, so bear with me. And if I'm doing good, tell me I'm doing good. If I'm doing bad, just go, can't you do something? Just don't, yeah, all good. Okay, so um, tonight I'm going to be talking about um, God's promises. That's the title of my message, God's promises. And as I was thinking about what I could preach about, because I haven't preached in a while, and I was like, oh, what am I going to talk about? Like, I was like, God, just please just show me something that I can share. And so I like, was praying about it one morning and then I got to work and just sort of forgot about it. And then I, was, I work in childcare, so I was putting some kids to sleep after lunch and then as I was sitting there, like, I looked outside and there was like a rainbow in the sky and then God started speaking to me about like, some stuff and then so I just want to encourage you, God can speak to you any time. Like, so then that's what I got my message off of, just by seeing this one rainbow. Like, God was just started speaking to me about promises. and So when, like, whenever I think about God's promises, the first thing I always think of is, Noah and how when the earth was flooded, like God said, I'll never flood the world again. And so just by something so simple, God spoke to me. So I want to encourage you, if you give God the time to speak to you, even if you're at work at school, like God can always use whatever you're doing to speak to you and show you things. That was pretty cool. All right. So everyone knows this verse, John 3.16. You can say it with me if you know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever would believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That verse is thrown around all the time. You'll see it on movies. You'll see it probably at school or everywhere. And, but I just want to start with saying God so loved the world. It wasn't just a little bit. It was like God so loved the world. And the world, that's just not just the Christians or just the people that love him back. That's everyone, everything in it. So he loves all people and nothing you do could ever stop him loving you because he's already done what he needed to do. So he's already sent Jesus to die for our sins. So God so loved the world and nothing we do can stop that. So I'm talking about promises. So that's one promise you can always count on. So as I'm speaking tonight, if you go, oh, I don't really know what God's promised me. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. That's something you can just be 100%. God loves me and he's got a plan for me. So even if you don't know what it is yet, you've already got that to start on. So he loves you and he's got good things for you. Okay, so if you've got a Bible or you, with me, I've got my little Bible up here. Just turn to Mark 14. Don't you love it when preachers say, like, turn your Bibles to this and they start reading straight away and it's like, I haven't even got it yet. Like, or is that just me? Takes me. <laughs> so Mark 14, and I'm going to read from the message because the message Bible is a bit more fun to read. It's a bit like a story. But if you've got any other version, that is totally fine. All right, so Mark 14, and I'm starting at verse 3. Jesus was at Bethany, a guest of Simon the leper. While he was eating dinner, a woman came up carrying a bottle of very expensive perfume. Opening the bottle, she poured it on his head. Some of the guests became furious among themselves. That's criminal. A sheer waste. This perfume could have been sold for well over a year's wages and handed out to the poor. They swelled up in anger and nearly bursting with, I don't know that word, indignation over her. But Jesus said, hashtag colour moment, Leave her alone. Why are you giving her a hard time? She has just done something wonderfully significant for me. You will have the poor with you every day for the rest of your lives. Wherever you, whenever you feel like it, you can do something for them. Not so with me. She did what she could when she could. Say when she could. She pre-anointed my body for burial and you can be sure that whenever in the whole world this message is preached that she did... Um, what she just did is going to be talked about admiringly. So I actually never read that in the Bible 
ever until about a week ago. And I thought that is, like, what stood out to me the most is she has done what she could. So think to yourself now, have I done what I could? Where I am right now, have I done what I could? Are you doing what you could be doing? Are you just thinking about it? Oh, I don't have the money. I'm too young. Like, I'm still at school. What could you be doing now? I know for me, I don't want to go through my whole life, get to the end and go, oh, I wish I had have done more at my workplace. Oh, I wish I had done more in my family. Like, you know, it, it, life is too short to waste. And I know for me, like at school, I'm like, oh, I could have done so much more. But I, I can't keep dwelling on that because I ne- you need to keep moving on. But, and we've got grace from God. But I know for you guys that are at school, don't waste your time at school. Like there are so many people in your schools and your workplaces that need to see Jesus. And don't limit yourself to what you understand because God will equip you and we've got the Holy Spirit that can help us. Um, so yeah, I know for me, I don't want to like go through my job now and get another job and go, oh, I could have prayed for that person or I could have just shared my faith with this person. Don't limit yourself. So um, we want to live our lives to the fullest and having God as number one. So um, I'm just going to share a bit of a story now that's, um, I went through a bit of a traumatic time in my life last year, or maybe the year before, and it was like being fresh out of school, something that happened and it really shook me completely and I wasn't ready for it. It was something that school couldn't prepare me for. Something happened and it was, um, I got really like, upset and I've like, always grown up in church and my parents were the pastors of the church, so I thought like, um, I always knew that God was there for me, but I was like, during this time, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll be able to get through it. But I couldn't. I wasn't depending on him. I was sort of just doing my best to get by. And then I ended up just getting worse and really upset and sort of like was becoming depressed and had anxieties and things. And there was one day when I was at work and it all just got too much. Like I had so much emotions going through. And so I went home and because my mum and dad are pastors, they did the pastor thing and prayed for me. And but even they said, like, you need to go get some help. Like, this is, you need to speak to someone about this. And so we arranged to speak with a Christian counsellor. And I do encourage anyone, if you are struggling with anything, like, we've got leaders here. Like, there's Pastor Josh, Carlos, Sean, myself, Amy. Like, we'd love to get behind you and help you. Like, there's no point, like, going through things and suffering on your own when that's why we're made for community. That's why we've got a church to come to. And we're not just gathering on a Sunday night just for a bit of fun and to have chocolate fondue but we're here to support each other and build each other up so um yeah so I went and spoke to someone and um yeah so I went to this counseling session and I was a bit like oh, I don't really want to talk about this because this was something I was really like struggling with and I knew I'd be emotional about um but I went anyway and I just like was totally open and honest with this um lady and it was really good seeing someone Christian as well because she was able to speak like godly stuff not just like how do you feel about that? It wasn't like a like typical movie thing. It was really, yeah. So, um, so I went to this counsellor and I was like a bit embarrassed at the start, but like just I was crying and just a mess. But she just sat and listened. And then once we'd spoken, I thought she was going to give me some like practical like, and I thought she was going to say something a bit not like what she said. But she just said, "All right, so that really sucks and that's not good. But what I want you to do is the next time you like when you wake up in the morning." Just go, like, thank you, God, I'm so blessed. Like, I've just woken up this morning. And at this time, I was feeling my lowest. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, I don't feel like I'm blessed at the moment. But she said, no, just when you wake up, open your eyes. Oh, thank you, God, like, I can see today. And 
that declare good things over your life and true things, things that you actually are doing. And so like, when I'd get to work, I'd be like, walk in, thank you, God, that I'm here. Thank you that I'm walking. Thank you that I can see what's going on. Thank you for the kids. Because I love working with kids. I was like, thank you that I'm doing a job that I love. So, um, yes, I was doing that. And it totally, completely changed my view on the world around me and how God is in control. Even, if, even though something so, in my mind so bad was happening to me, like God was still doing so much more better stuff than what I could see. So in my head I was like, this is awful. I've never been through something so bad. But then I was like, but I can still see. I can still talk. I've got a family. I've got a house. You know, it was just the blessings were heaps fast. And so my parents would always say like, you know, or at church, they would say, God wants to bless your life and God loves you and he wants good things for you. But it's so easy, I think, especially for teenagers, just to dwell on the negatives and, oh, they've got that. Oh, I've, when I'm older, I'll be able to do that. But we just don't focus on what like, we can do now. So what are you doing now? And um, so I've learned that if you just stop worrying and start declaring the good in your life and trust God to get you where you want to go, then your life will be blessed. You can't not be blessed if you're putting God first. <clears throat> um, now, Josh shared, got me to share this story a little while ago, but I'm going to share it again because it's like a really incredible story. And as I was preparing, I was like, this is an amazing story. Like, I can't believe it happened to me. So um, it was about a straightener. So what girls here have a hair straightener or a hair curler or something like that? So I've got quite frizzy, curly uncontrollable hair. So usually my hair is either straight or up in a bun. Yeah, not, not quite as, but yours is lovely and luscious, Amy. <laughs> so yeah, I usually always straighten my hair and not so much anymore, but I used to. And it was one Sunday morning, I was getting ready for church, straightening my hair, like just divided it all up. And as you do, I'd like straighten like maybe two bits. And then my straightener just went, I was like, it's not straightening. Like I was going over, it was all frizzy still. I'm like, what's going on? And it was really cold. And then it was like, I was trying to turn it on again, but it was just beeping at me. So I was like, oh, great. And it had happened once before, like with my old straightener, like years before that. And I was like, great, it's died. Like I'm going to have to get a new one. But I don't really have money at the moment. So, And this was before me and Sean got married. So all our money was going to the wedding. I was like, I'm going to have to wait till after the wedding to buy this new straightener. And so my mum had one that I could borrow. I said, oh, mum, can I borrow your straightener? She said, yeah, that's fine. So I finished my hair, got to church and it was all good. Um, and then I just sort of forgot about it and then the next day when I was at work, I was on my break and I like looked at my phone and I had an email that said, um, good news, Mariah, your replacement GHD has been dispatched. And I was like, what? My new straightener has been dispatched. Like I didn't even order a new one. Like it broke yesterday. I haven't had time to ring you and tell you. Oh, that's really weird. And then the first thing I thought, I was like, ah, oh, I know who did it. Mum, she's rang them for me because that's what my mum does. Like if you know my mum, she'll just, if you say you need like something she'll go get it straight away so I was like oh mum's just rang them and got them to get me a new one so I rang mum I was like, oh thanks for bringing up the hair straightener people she's like no I didn't I was like mum just tell me like I know you did it's fine and she was like no no I didn't I was like oh that's weird I said I just got a spam email saying that they'd sent me a new one I thought it's just a coincidence that anyway but funny enough two days later this brand new GHC straightener rocked up at my house and it had a receipt with my name on it all this stuff I was like what the, like, I didn't order this. How did this happen? And then, so I was like, well, this is amazing. I was like, thank you, God, this is straight now. But I was like, I'm not going to take it. Cause what if it's actually, like, for someone else? It's just been a big mix-up. So my name was on it. And I rang 
So I rang the company and I said, look, I've just been given this, you've sent me this straightener, but I didn't actually order it. And the lady on the phone was British and she goes, she's like, oh, just give me your details, I'll, I'll have a look. And so she got on my details and then was looking it up and she was like, wow, that's amazing. She goes, I can see that we have sent you one, but I don't know why. She's like, it says, because she goes, usually we have like your name, a reason why, and then when we dispatched it. She goes, yours is just blank. It's just been sent. And then she said, she made a comment. She goes, someone's looking out for you. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. And I was like, and then I was the answer. She said, thanks for your honesty. Like, you can keep it. I was like, oh, that is so good. And then as soon as I hung up, I was like, oh, God, that you are so good. And then looking back at that story, I was like, well, God knows what we need even before we say the word. I didn't even pray, God, I need an straightener. He just knows what we need before we even say it. And so I hope that that lady from GHD is like, wow, that girl like had God on her side for sure. Like she just, we gave her a new straightener. So um, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So we can trust that the Lord will always give us everything we need. Um, and John 15 verse 5 um, says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So with branches, like me and Sean bought a house earlier this year and we've been clearing up the backyard. And who knows that when you cut a tree down that it just dies. So the bit that you chop off will just die. It just shrivels up and nothing happens. It doesn't produce anything. It literally just dies. And so there's so many people in today's society, like people at your school or you might even be feeling this way and you're trying to figure out what your purpose is. Like why am I even here? Like what am I meant to be doing? And um, we have the privilege of being at youth and we, we got to worship God tonight with the planet shakers. That was awesome. We actually had worship with planet shakers. That's pretty cool. So we've got like the opportunity to do that and we like that can be our purpose just to worship God because that's ultimately what we're here for. And God is the only one that can fulfill us like spiritually and in some cases physically, like my straightener, hashtag blessed, because um, God wants to bless our lives. And all through the Bible we're told, like, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And sometimes that's easier said than done, but I really just, I've seen it in my own life, that when you just stop worrying about what is happening and just focus on what God is doing, then you'll just have a different outlook on life and you'll see that it's so much better than what you think. So Matthew 6.25 says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or what your body, or all your body, and what you will wear. And then verse 33, Instead we need to seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So when we rely on God, it makes us grow in all aspects of spiritual maturity. And so that's things like the fruits of the Spirit, which you can find in Galatians 5.22. So there are all the things like love and joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, all those things that if we were all doing, we'd be awesome people and everyone would want to be around us. Because have you ever met someone that is patient all the time, who loves unconditionally all the time? All those things we can't do on our own, but with God and when he's the centre of our lives, we can do. Um, just got a couple more verses. So John 10.10, I have come that you may have life abundantly. So we're not living just to live a boring life and you know, just, oh, yeah, I go to church on Sundays. Like, he wants to give us a life that's abundant. And if you're living, which I hope you all are here, I hope that um, I want you to think, what are you living for and what can you do now? Um, yeah, so what can you do now? And like I was saying about in Mark 14, that she's done what she could. And 
So just to close, I've got a few points that if you can quickly run them down, I'll say them pretty quick. So number one, don't waste your life. Um, and even that's for um, Pastor, what's his name? He just had a baby, Josh. Um, Sam Long. Yeah, so Sam Long was preaching about this and it was really awesome. He's saying don't waste your life, don't waste your time at your school and you don't want to miss out on what you can do now. And so keep God number one, that's the second point. So whatever you're doing, even if, like, if it's um, just serving at church, just keep God number one in the morning. Like if you know that you, when you finish school you can't be bothered reading your Bible, do it first thing in the morning. Like make time to do, have God number one. If you're in the car, you put some headphones in, just listen to praise music. Like make time for God and keep him number one. And the third one is don't worry about tomorrow. God's got it under control. You don't need to worry about the future. And um, oh, and I just quickly wrote down during the song, I'd never heard the last song we sang, and it, there was one bit that says, you provide my every need even though I don't deserve it. So that was just like, that lyric was awesome. Like God provides our every need even though we don't deserve it. Like straighteners and every other blessing that God gives us. So that's me done. Thank you, guys.